weapon, the keys. Quiet, or you die now. A hoarse voice muttered in her ear. Be a shame if we didn't have time to play. She was going to die anyway, she thought. She had nothing to lose. She dropped her purse and tried to struggle, but it was useless. The man had an arm around her throat. He dragged her into the alley, choking her. She reached up and managed to rake her fingernails across the back of his hand. She would not survive the night, but she could damn well collect some of the bastard's DNA for the cops. I warned you, bitch. I'm really going to take my time with you. I want to hear you beg. She could not breathe, and the hand across her mouth made it impossible to scream, to think that her fallback plan had always been to yell for help from the gym. The alley was drenched in night, but there was another kind of darkness enveloping her. With luck, she would suffocate from the pressure of his arm on her throat before he could use the knife, she thought. She'd worked in the trauma center at Harborview. She knew what knives could do. A figure loomed at the entrance of the alley, silhouetted by the weak streetlight behind him. She knew it was the man she had seen in the doorway across the street. Two killers working as a team? She was so sunk into panic and despair that she wondered if she was hallucinating. Let her go, the newcomer said, coming down the alley. His voice promised death as clearly as the knife at her throat. Her captor stopped. Get out of here, or I'll slit her throat. I swear I will. Too late. The stranger walked forward. He was not rushing in, but there was something lethal and relentless about his approach. A predator who knows the prey is trapped. You're already dead. She felt something then, something she could not explain. It was as if she was caught in the center of an electrical storm. Currents of energy flooded her senses. No, her captor shouted. She's mine. And then he was screaming, horror and shock mingling in a nerve-shattering shriek. Get away from me, he shouted. Suddenly she was free-falling. She landed with a jolt on the damp pavement. The man with the knife reeled back and fetched up against the alley wall. The unnerving energy evaporated as swiftly and mysteriously as it had appeared. The killer came away from the wall as though he had been released from a cage. No, he hissed, madness and rage vibrating in the single word. He lurched toward the other man. Light glinted on the knife he still clutched. More energy shivered in a heavy wave through the alley. The killer screamed again, a shrill, sharp screech that ended with stunning abruptness. He dropped the knife, clutched at his chest, and dropped to the pavement. The dark figure loomed over the killer for a moment. She saw him lean down and realized that he was checking for a pulse. She knew that he would not find one. She recognized death when she saw it. The man straightened and turned toward her. Fear held her immobile. There was something wrong with his face. It was too dark to make out his features, but she thought she could see a smoldering energy in the dark spheres where his eyes should have been. Another wave of panic slammed through her, bringing with it a fresh dose of adrenaline. She scrambled to her feet and fled toward the street, knowing, even as she ran, that it was hopeless. The creature with the burning eyes would cut her down as easily as he had the killer with the knife.'
but the monster did not pursue her. A block away, she finally stopped to catch her breath. When she looked back, she saw nothing. The street was empty. She had always hoped that if the worst happened on the way home, she might get some help from the men in the gym. But in the end, it was a demon that had saved her. Chapter 1 Dreamlight glowed faintly on the small statue of the Egyptian queen. The prints were murky and thickly layered. A lot of people had handled the object over the decades, but none of the prints went back any farther than the late 1800s, Chloe Harper concluded. Certainly none dated from the 18th dynasty. I'm afraid it's a fake. She lowered her senses, turned away from the small statue, and looked at Bernard Padden. A very fine fake, but a fake nonetheless.